Hello, hello again. This is Tawanda, Goddess of Divine Love, and I am coming back to you guys today to bring more awareness on different autoimmune disorders. And today I have Mignonette Wilson on the line, and she's going to explain to us what her autoimmune disorder is. And let me see if I can get this pronounced right. Ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing. Ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, Minnie, thank you so much for coming on and explaining to us what's going on and pronounce it and tell us what what your journey is with this autoimmune disorder and what do um, people, especially women of color, need to, or men and women of color, need to look out for as far as symptoms? Um, I have had this disease pretty much all of my life. It is a form of inflammatory arthritis that typically affects the young. And so being that um, a lot of times you don't expect a child to have a lot of pain or complain about pain Mm -hmm. in different places, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of catches you off guard and is easily dismissed as growing pains, which leads to a lot of issues with being diagnosed even though we know juvenile arthritis exists we Mm -hmm. just don't put the two and two together and make it easier for people to get diagnosed um it is it can also and is mostly hereditary so it tends to run in families however there are people that do not have the familiar gene that they think associates um, it being hereditary, which is HLA-B27. So if you're HLA-B27 positive, you have a greater chance of having it, but not everyone that's HLA-B27 positive will get it. And then there are people that are HLA-B27 negative that have it. So there has to be another gene that the researchers are trying to figure out to be able to um, clarify what specific gene it is that causes people to have this illness. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up. HL, what is it? HLA dash B27. Okay. HLA dash B27. Yes. And And that is, Uh that gene is, tends to be, um, in the family of spondylitis diseases. So that, Spondylitis covers um, several different, a handful of different um, infl- forms of inflammatory arthritis. Ankylosing spondylitis is just one of them. Okay. So, and what age were you diagnosed? It took forever. Um, for my correct diagnosis, I was 37 years old. Okay. Um, I started seeking diagnosis at 15. Mm-hmm. So that was a long, yes. long time of trying to figure it out and, and not getting answers and often being dismissed. Okay. Okay. So what is the typical symptoms um, that you started having at 15? To um, Well, my, my initial symptoms started as an infant. My mother would notice that my kidneys would appear swollen and so because of just losing a child to kidney disease Mm -hmm. she kept getting me tested to see if I had kidney issues and they couldn't find anything okay but I also would have um 
recurrent um, UTIs throughout the years, more so after I got to be 10, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I always had trace blood in my urine. Mm -hmm. Um, Other symptoms that I remember, my first symptom that I remember were pain in my fingers. Um, I have crooked pinkies to this day from that pain Mm -hmm. that uh, seemed to just come and go from different fingers at different times. But I remember that as young as four years old, just constantly telling my mom my fingers hurt and having trouble with trying to grip the handles to ride a bicycle. And so um, it was that. And I went from that to some pretty severe skin rashes that would occur in my scalp, my neck. Um, My mom said as an infant, I also had them on my back Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, And that was a form of psoriasis, but I was also later diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, which is another form of spondylitis as well. So I have symptoms from both, but um, the skin rashes were ugly. They were painful. They were big. They were just, just miserable. Mm -hmm. That's what they were. And they were torture, but that was something that happened on and off. And you would never associate a skin rash with, Ultimately, when I was 15, when my hips started hurting, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that the two go together. Um, But my hip would hurt on and off, sometimes due to rain and cold, most of the time due to rain and cold, but it would go and come. And there were many times that I would question myself and Mm -hmm. wonder, do I really feel this pain or Mm -hmm. am I convincing myself that I'm in pain? You know, I would Mm -hmm. see my other uh, friends and people, young people being able to run and play sports and do different things. And I, I just couldn't really do those things, but I thought maybe I was mentally telling myself that I couldn't. And so, and it didn't help being dismissed by the doctors as you pulled a muscle or you slept wrong or Mm -hmm. it's growing pains or that kind of thing, because then I would always doubt myself when that pain was very real Mm -hmm. oftentimes there were times i could not get up and actually make it to the bathroom like really trying to walk that hip pain would be that intense and severe Mm -hmm. that i could not actually get from the bed to the bathroom and that was a struggle and like i say the hip pain was on and off for years and i would go to doctors I went to rheumatologists and then I finally reached a point where I went to a different rheumatologist every week mm. seeking a diagnosis. And if, if the doctor dismissed me, it was on to the next, on right. to the next. And I just kept doing that, trying to find out what was wrong with me because I knew there's no way that as that pain got more intense that I should be feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 27, I was incorrectly diagnosed with another form of spondylitis um, called reactive arthritis. And what it meant for me was that I was being treated with some of the same medications that are used throughout the spondylitis family. So I did see some improvement in my symptoms, Mm -hmm. though I still had a lot of pain. Um, But I managed to just kind of struggle and, you know, It's like, okay, I'm getting some relief. I can do a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time I got in my 30s, 
I reached a point where the back pain became so persistent that it just did not stop. It was hard to sleep at night. I'd find myself some nights sleeping, sitting up mm-hmm. in like a recliner or something or having bunches of pillows. I did all kinds of things in my bed, just trying to find comfort, but oftentimes finding myself awake between two and five in the morning because mm-hmm. of pain and feeling better once I got up and walked around. And mm-hmm. so then the fatigue takes over you because you can't get a good nice rest, mm-hmm. but the pain is so bad that you're exhausted. And so you're in this never ending war with your body, just trying to find some comfort and just being able to survive each day and work. Mm-hmm. And during this time, um, when my daughter was younger and my hip pains were so persistent, I actually, she would be like five and six years old and I had to depend on her to assist me with some basic household duties. Just being able yes. to get up and cook was too much for me at times. There were times I literally could not make it into work. I couldn't stand up to wash dishes. Um, I had to get her to pull a chair up and just figure it out Mm -hmm. and just help mommy. And I felt so worthless at that time because I was young and I just knew that I shouldn't have had to endure that much pain. But as a single mom... Mm-hmm. We do what we have to do to make it through each day, no matter what it takes. And she was a trooper. She helped me. I will forever appreciate her for it and love her for that. And that was a blessing to me to be able to have that help because without her, I would have been alone mm-hmm. or I would have had to you know, move back with my parents. So that was a tremendous help to me. Absolutely. So um, from there... Um, At the age of 37, I saw a different rheumatologist who explained to me about my persistent back pain, and that was when she changed my diagnosis to ankylosing spondylitis because one of the key factors um, in that diagnosis is having the inflammation in the spine, pain in the hips, Mm -hmm. Um, and most of the time those are the, the, it talks about pain and stiffness whenever you see the descriptions online. But Mm -hmm. one thing that I have noted is that I have not seen one single description online that is as descriptive as this disease is miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, This disease encompasses your entire body from head to toe. I've had inflammation in my eyes. We have something called iritis. Um, There's times where... Had a couple times I couldn't see anything. My eyes were shut completely oh, for days. It was just black. Um, it can cause blindness. It could have been permanent um, had I not been able to get the care I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of eye issues. I see my eye doctor every two to three months now because mm-hmm. of the dryness and the, the issues, the inflammation that it brings. So um, I also have chronic migraines that are caused by the issues in the spine and the neck. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen that in a description. But thanks to social media and talking in the support groups, you can see that other patients have that same issue. Mm -hmm. We all have the migraines over time because our backs get worse, our necks get worse. And there's no way you can have that much pain in your back and neck and not affect your head. Right. You know, so... 
um, have that issue. My shoulders, shoulders are a big issue. It's really mm-hmm. hard to carry a purse, mm-hmm. um, to lift a child, to, you know, all the, the basic things that you just kind of take for granted. But yeah. shoulder pain is no joke, and you don't realize how bad it is until you endure it. Um, I have issues with being able to breathe as well as I used to be able to. Mm -hmm. And that is because of the inflammation in the ribs. It gets pretty bad. I mean, at times you can feel like there's something wrong with your heart. Um, And it it literally gets just that tight, you know, in your chest that you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's very painful. Mm -hmm. Like what is going on, but it's hard to be able to inhale and exhale fully. And I've lost Mm -hmm. some quality of breathing because of that. it can cause heart issues. It has damaged my mother's heart, who also has this, who I inherited the, the disease from. So she okay. has coronary artery disease. It can cause um, a small hole in the aorta, which we know is a main heart valve. So it can cause heart damage, you know. And again, this is inflammatory arthritis, which means it also affects the organs, not mm-hmm. just the joints. Um, and so we have joint issues. And organ issues. Mm-hmm. Um, had a number of issues with the UTIs, the kidneys, a lot of foot pain. Um, foot pain to the point there have been times where I could only wear certain shoes, like mm-hmm. slip-ons, Crocs, um, nursing shoes, things like that. Like it's just I can't go out and just buy the, the most fashionable everyday sneaker because right. not all of them have the level of comfort that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of foot swelling. Um, both of my knees need to be replaced now. Mm. I'm going to get that pretty soon. Um, and they diagnose that part as osteoarthritis. But again, it comes from the issues with the AS, which may come from, you know, having the issues with the back and the hip and having to put more pressure on your knees with just trying to maneuver. Right. That's to be able to walk. So, Um, my journey is a lot of medication, a lot of doctor's appointments, seeing seven or more specialists routinely to be able to maintain my care, um, taking good supplements, getting lots of rest, not overdoing it, not being able to handle stress, Mm -hmm. um, and being my own advocate, which meant becoming a professional patient and being able to educate myself about my disease so that I can speak up for myself and be able to find doctors that are willing to be on my team. Um, And that was the harder part at first because doctors would dismiss me. And I think we we just get trained to kind of take what they say. Mm -hmm. It's it's like it's engraved in stone, Mm -hmm. but it's not always. And sometimes they're telling you, the opinion, not the fact of what you're living with. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn when to push back and how to take charge of my health and let them know that I'm not okay with you. Right. This is me and we do need further testing. This is a new symptom. It feels serious to me. Right. And um, I've been able to build a better team. I have a, a team of doctors that respect what I say because they do realize I'm not pain seeking. I'm not in there right. every month looking for someone that can uh, looking for a lot of you know 
pain meds or anything like that. I mm-hmm. just want to be able to function normally. I want to feel 50. I'm 50. I want to feel 50 right. without looking like I'm 90. Right. You know? so, and that's a big thing, you know, when your is, body really feels is. like, you know, you, I used to talk to my father and my aunt and they were in their eighties and uh-huh. the symptoms that they were telling me. And at the time I was only in my thirties. I'm like, Oh my God. Right. Right. I know, I know. And so I feel old a lot. I feel old most days. Um, I, you know, a lot of things that a lot of people my age can do, I have to think twice about being able to do them, you know, just being able to walk through the airport after a flight Mm -hmm. is a a huge issue for me. Mm -hmm. I usually just go ahead and get wheelchair assistance because I'm not sure if my legs will cooperate after a flight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had found that out the hard way, you Mm -hmm. know, so there's a lot of self-care involved, taking precautions. Um, It's expensive being sick. Mm -hmm. Um, It requires a lot of attention, a lot of knowledge, um, and just being your advocate as best you can. Um, one of the things that I did was um, start a local support group in the Raleigh-Durham area um, oh, sponsored by the Spondylitis Association of America uh-huh. for all forms of spondylitis. And that has been um, heaven sent for all of us that are a part of it. We feel like family. Um, we talk together, we cry together, laugh together, um, support one another. Mm-hmm. We've call each other if we feel like we need that backup team to go with oh, you to the great. doctor mm-hmm. and all of that. So I feel like um, there are just so many ways that uh, that this disease has changed my life, but I'm thankful that it's changed my life in a way that I can also help others because I do not want another person to endure the pain and suffering that I've had to endure since my teenage years for sure yeah and all my life yeah and a great support system definitely helps you know yes because you can't you know sometimes you feel that you can't just talk to anybody about it because you don't want them to oh girl you you know you're only 38 you're only 41 you know Right. But pain doesn't discriminate. Not at all. It does not discriminate and it does not care if you're, you know, 10 and Mm -hmm. you're in severe pain. You know, babies get cancer, have heart issues. Like there's no disease that is only unique to being elderly. Like you can be any age and have arthritis and Mm -hmm. have all these issues going on. Mm -hmm. And you just have to take good care of yourself. That's just the bottom line. That's and right. just take it one day at a time. And find that good support group, somebody that you can yes. actually vent to. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us um, that support group again that's in Raleigh in case someone um, is listening in that area before we have to yes, end this? Yes, yes. We have been meeting virtually um, since the pandemic just for everyone's comfort and it's worked out. We have Zoom meetings on the third Sunday monthly. Um, We do not have meetings in December and June due to the holidays, Mm -hmm. Um, but we meet on third Sundays at three o'clock and you can find um, the links uh, on the Spondylitis Association of America website, which is wonderful. 
spondylitis.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone is welcome to join us. And we have open discussion about living with spondyloarthritis and all the challenges that we face. Well, I want to thank you so very much for coming on here and getting, you know, transparent and letting everyone know what your daily fight is and what your journey has been since you've gotten your diagnosis corrected. Um, And, you know, I thank you very much for the information. I've never heard of and (laughs) I still can't say it, but spondylitis. But you know what? It's not a rare disease. And let me let me stress that because okay. oftentimes, even when I was diagnosed, I thought, ankle what? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, what in the world is this? And it took me a while to learn how to pronounce it. But uh-huh. there are more people with this than there are with rheumatoid arthritis, oh. multiple sclerosis, and ALS combined. Oh. This is a very common form of arthritis. Okay. And I... I'm willing to say that I really believe that a lot of times when young people are complaining of pain and mm-hmm. end up addicted to painkillers mm-hmm. for various reasons, that this could very well be what they have okay. because it's really hard to get that diagnosis when you're 15 or 20. Right. Right. And it, especially because it doesn't show up on your x-rays or MRI for years. Mm-hmm. So you're just in pain with no, no answer Real to proof that you're right. really in pain. Well, that's what we're here for <laughs> is to help bring awareness. And I want yes. to thank you again for coming on here and explaining to us what exactly it is and what to look for. And and I hope that this helps someone. Yes, I hope so too. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. And again, um, be blessed and thank you again. Thank okay. you so much. All right. This is Minuet Wilson helping me to spread awareness.